Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 267. Today is July 4th, 2018. Happy Independence Day. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. And today I'm recording this episode on location, in my car, sitting in a parking lot. I'll get to all that in a minute. Before I do, I just want to thank everybody that has sent in the suggestions for future episodes, have told me your favorite past episodes, things you've liked about the Wellsteading Podcast over the last four years, how it's affected your life, how it's helped you gain freedom and gain some financial independence. I really appreciate hearing from everybody. And as always, I don't solicit a lot of information and feedback from the audience. It's not because I don't want to hear from you. It's just because this is not my full-time job. And I can only dedicate so much time to answering emails that relate to the podcast. And I feel bad with not being able to get back and thank everybody or respond to your comments, your questions. But that's just the reality of the situation. I don't have time to get back to everyone. And so, again, I do thank you for your feedback. Now, as far as today's episode, why am I recording this episode parked in my car? Well, I was out this morning walking with my dog. It's something I love to do either in the mornings or in the evenings. We go out into the foothills. He goes running around sniffing and chasing after jackrabbits and whatever else he can find. And I walk behind him and I reflect either on the events of that day if it's in the evening or I think about what I'm going to do for that coming day. It's a great opportunity for me to get clarity of thought to not only formulate my plans, but also time for prayer and meditation and to be conscious and thankful for the many blessings that I have in my life. Well, when I was out doing that today and I was thinking about the final tweaks and plans that I had for this fourth anniversary episode of the Wellsteading Podcast, I decided to change my mind. I tore up the plans and the script that I was going to use and I decided I was just going to record an episode off the cuff, just off the top of my head, with an important thought that had come to me at that time. I pulled out my iPhone, I began to record it, and then I realized because it was so windy, the audio quality was just not gonna work. So I finished my walk, now I'm back in my car, I'm sitting in the parking lot, I'm gonna record my thoughts as I sit here, and as my dog looks out the window, wishing it was outside, enjoying this beautiful 4th of July morning. Well, here it is, here's my thoughts. I do want to really quickly review the 10 wealth building principles, which is how this whole podcast got started, but I want to preface it with a statement of fact, and I want to say this in such a way that it's not bragging, but it's simply adding clarity and weight to the things that I've talked about over these past four years and over these 267 episodes. Okay, here's the bottom line. I was just doing some math in my head this morning, and as I added up all my assets, and quickly calculated my net worth, I realized that over these last four years that I've been doing this podcast, that my net worth is up about a million dollars. Now that million dollars is not an exact number. So if the IRS is listening, we can talk about this offline. But in general, as I mentally just go down the checklist of all the assets that I own and I add them up and I think about what they were four years ago when I started this podcast, those values are up roughly about a million dollars. Now, is it 870,000 or is the increase 1.175 million? Listen, I don't know the exact numbers, but more or less, it's about a million dollars. Now, I don't say that to brag. In fact, I wish I could brag. I wish I could tell you it was up 15 million, but it isn't. It's about a million. 
And that million dollars isn't what I've earned over the last four years. It's what my net worth has increased. So it's what I've managed to save. So that's come from my salary, my income, my compensation that I've saved that I haven't spent. It's come from the appreciation of my stock portfolio. It's come from the appreciation of my real estate. It's come from the, the value and the growth of my overall you know, other business dealings. And I tell you this to make a point and to add some credence to what I've been talking about for the last four years. It didn't come from buying any cryptocurrency and getting rich overnight because I didn't do that. It didn't come from flipping any real estate because I didn't do that either. And it didn't come from any compensation I make as a result of this podcast because I don't have a Patreon. I don't have a membership club. I don't have affiliate links. So how did I build that wealth? Well, I've built it these last four years the way I had started building it the previous 40 years. The origin of my wealth building really, you know, went back to when I was a kid. It's things that I talked about in earlier episodes of this podcast where I talk about things I learned from my, my mother, my grandparents, specifically my two grandfathers. As a little kid, just observing their lifestyle, the stories they told me, and how I watched and applied what other people did to formulating my lifestyle. And it comes down to the simple basic facts that I talk about. Learning how to earn an income, learning how to save more than you make, and then when you've built up a nest egg, learning how to invest that money wisely. And it's not just about making the right investments or having the right risk profile. It really comes down to leading a conservative lifestyle, and that's conservative with a small c, conservative in terms of conserving your energy and your money and your resources and not spending everything you make. And so when you've listened over these past 267 episodes and you've heard me talk in one episode about whether I should buy a new car or whether I should just put tires on my old family minivan, and at that time, oh, I think we had a minivan that was around 12 or 13 years old. I was contemplating whether or not I should buy a new car. Well, sure, I could have afforded a new car. I could have gone out and bought one with cash. I could have bought one on credit. I could have leased a car. Heck, as a business owner, I could have gone out and, you know, financed it as a business expense. There's a lot of different ways I could have bought a car, but I didn't. You know what I did? I just went out and I bought new tires for that car. And as trivial as that may sound, that's an important element of how you build wealth. Oh, it's not about being a cheapskate. Of course I'm a cheapskate. I'm frugal. Call it whatever you want. But the bottom line of how I've built my wealth over the years and even just over these last four years, how I've had a million dollar increase in my net worth, it all boils down to the fact that I earn more than I spend. In fact, the goal that I've set for myself And it's not something I always attain, but the goal that I've set in recent years and the goal that I've set going forward is that I'm trying to earn five times what I spend. Think about that. Let that settle in. And it's not leading a Scrooge lifestyle where you're hoarding every penny. It's leading a lifestyle that's fun and enjoyable and it's not based on material things because the things that I really love, the things that I value, the things that I enjoy the most. Like this morning, out walking with my dog. That is one of the most enjoyable things of my day. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And yet, it's extremely valuable to me. Just like my family. Just like my friends. That's where my real wealth comes from. 
It comes from my health. You know, having a healthy body, that's something I can't buy. That's something that I'm blessed with and something that I can, if I take care of, hopefully it will continue in my life. And so I want to care for my health. I want to nurture the relationships that I have. In addition to the money that I've earned over these last four years, you know, I've had my first two grandchildren. So when I started this podcast four years ago, I was a husband and a father of six children. Well, now, 267 episodes later, I'm still a husband, I'm still a father, but now I'm a grandfather. I have two wonderful, beautiful, healthy little granddaughters that I'm going to be playing with later on this afternoon, that I'm going to be celebrating the 4th of July with. And although they're just infants, hopefully I'll be imprinting with them and I'll be trying to pass on to them the passion and the love that I have for Independence Day and the freedom that it creates and the great blessing that we have in our lives because of the freedom that we have. That's the real origin of my wealth and ultimately of your wealth. Those are things that I've tried to pass on to you through this podcast and that's why I've thrown the script that I had for today's episode away. And I just wanted to give you this stream of conscious and some thoughts off the top of my head. And I want to wrap this up by quickly just reviewing the 10 wealth building principles. And I want to tell you, you need to go back and listen to those 10 original episodes. Listen to the stories I tell. Listen to how I try and present that to you. Hopefully I've gotten better as a broadcaster over the years. But you should really go back and listen to the original episodes. Listen to them over and over again. Listen to the ones that you like. Listen to the ones you you don't like because it's the ones you don't like. They're probably the ones you need to apply the most in your life. But real quick, in a nutshell, let's run down them. Wealth setting principle number one is wealth is freedom. Remember, this podcast was started on the 4th of July. It wasn't a coincidence that it happened on Independence Day weekend, 2014. Because the essence of my wealth and the ultimate essence of your wealth has nothing to do with money. Tracking money is just a a method of accounting. What really matters is your freedom, your personal freedom. You're financially independent, not so that you have money, but you're financially independent so that you have freedom. And that's the bottom line. So as you pursue your wealth, don't think about how much money you can put together or what you can buy with it or what kind of material things you can have, how big of a house, how nice of a car you can drive. Think about your personal freedom, how you can use your time on this earth to do the things that you were put here to do, to develop your God-given talents, because ultimately, that is where you will find your most joy and your most happiness. And speaking of freedom, that takes us to wealth building principle number two, live debt-free. I can't emphasize enough to you how important it is that you avoid debt, avoid credit card debt, avoid card debt. To the extent you can, avoid your mortgage debt, student loan debt, whatever it is, it's all poison. Back in 1978, when I purchased my first car, I bought it with cash. It was an old, junky used car. But I was a 17-year-old kid, and I had the discipline to save up my money and buy that car. Well, I did that same thing for the rest of my life with one exception. There was one time when I took out a loan for about three years because I didn't have the cash on hand to buy the car that I needed. And it wasn't a fancy BMW or Maserati. It was a very practical minivan. It was a new car that I needed to transport and move around my growing family. And the point was that I paid that thing off in three years and I bought the ugly minivan 
which was affordable and something I could manage and I didn't go out and buy the really cool, really expensive, you know, big SUV of the time, which was a Suburban. I bought that minivan for less than half of what it would have cost me to buy the Suburban. That kind of decision, that kind of discipline, that choice that I made back in 1996, that lifestyle choice is the reason that I have the kind of wealth that I have today. It's not about being cheap. It's about being frugal. It's about discipline. It's about focusing on the things that matter. And that takes us to wealth building principle number three, which is production is the source of wealth. You got to hammer that into your head. Listen to that episode over and over again. You're not going to get rich quick, just like you're not going to go out and buy a winning lottery ticket. Production is the source of wealth. You have to be a producer. You have to create products and services. And you either do that by creating your own business, by being an entrepreneur, or by having the skills that an employer wants to hire you. But the bottom line is, you have to produce. There are no get-rich-quick investments that work. You don't get rich quick through schemes. They're most likely scams. You get rich over the long run by working hard, by saving your money, and by learning to invest it wisely. Period. That's the way it happens. Listen to that episode over and over again. Apply it in your life. And that takes us to wealth building principle number four, which is identify value. That's identifying value in what you bring to the table, what skills and abilities you have. What is your value? What is your God-given abilities that you were put on this earth for a unique purpose for? Understand your own individual value and then carry that over. Look for a company that you can work for. Identify value in your employer. Go work for the company that provides you the best opportunity. That'll be the company that's the most valuable. It'll be different for you than for someone else. Learn to identify value in other people. Associate with those people of value. Learn to identify value in real estate. Don't just go purchase a home in a neighborhood because you need a house. And the same thing with the stock market or with other things you invest in. Learn to identify value in companies, in people, in materials, and most importantly, in yourself. Wealth building principle number five is embrace technology and innovation. This is an area that's overlooked and I included it in my wealth building principles because there are so many negative Nelly people out there that want to ignore the reality of the future or because they're paranoid of what the future will bring. Listen, there has never been a better time in the history of humanity to be alive. That's why I wrote the book, The Robots Are Coming. I wrote it as a survival guide so you could prosper in the future. It's a book that was published over a year ago. It's relevant today. It'll be relevant in 10 years because it doesn't talk about specific technologies. It talks about concepts and it tries to encourage you to think in four specific ways. If you haven't read the book, go read it. Get it for free at your library or go buy it on Amazon or wherever. It's well worth your time to read that book, not because it's going to teach you about automation, but because it's going to teach you about yourself. And if you're not applying the latest technology and using that technology to enhance your productivity, then you'll be less efficient than others. And since production is the source of wealth, you will become poorer. That's the bottom line. So embrace technology. Don't fear it. Don't ignore it. Embrace it.
Wealth building principle number six, profit from trends. The concept of trend investing is so important because generally what you're told by the financial industry is just a buy and hold strategy. And while a buy and hold strategy isn't in and of itself a bad thing, it's just not the wisest choice you can make. Think about ancient knowledge. Go back to the Old Testament. What does it tell you? There's a time to buy and a time to sell. There's a time for everything. That includes your stock portfolio. It is not always wise to simply buy and hold. That doesn't mean you should go out and sell willy-nilly, but it also doesn't mean that you should simply dollar cost average into something. All stocks, all companies, all asset classes, from gold to bonds to technology stocks, they all go through different times and seasons. Study those patterns, look for trends, try to invest in appreciating assets because that's where you're going to make your most amount of money. The more your assets appreciate, the more wealth you build and the faster you build it. And how do you identify those trends? Well, that takes us to wealth building principle number seven, profit from nature. And when I talk about nature, that's not only mother nature, things like the weather or the patterns of the earth, but it's about human nature. Go out and study the environment. Go out and study human nature. You'll see that those patterns, that those trends in investments, they occur because of things that are taking place in mother nature as well as because of human nature. So that's things like tsunamis and earthquakes and droughts and all different types of climate change. Those things cause fluctuations in prices, whether it's the price of wheat or whether it's the availability of precious metals. Those are all elements of mother nature. But the way they relate to the economy, the way those things relate to stock prices, the way those things ultimately end up in you making money all goes back to human nature. So learn to profit from nature. And then that takes us to wealth building principle number eight, which is decrypt propaganda. Now, when I talk about propaganda in today's parlance, that would be fake news. But I was talking about fake news before it was trendy, and I learned about that from my grandparents. And as I studied history and human nature, the fact of the matter is that almost everything that's presented to you, in fact, not almost everything, I would say everything that's presented to you, is agenda-driven. It's agenda-based. You need to filter out all of everybody else's agenda and clarify it in your own mind as to what's appropriate and best for you. Everything is propaganda in one form or another. Learn to see through the minutia, learn to see through the noise, learn to see through the deception and the BS and focus on what's important to you. Wealth building principle number nine is the one that nobody wants to hear and it's be a giver. That's right, you need to give. And giving is not only about charity, giving is about working. It goes back to the fact that production is the source of wealth. Earl Nightingale once said that the way to become rich is to first enrich others. A truer statement's never been said. Think of that. Before you can become rich, you must first enrich others. You have to be a giver. You have to produce before you get gain. And when you're successful and your life is becoming enriched, the way to enrich it more is to give of that wealth. I don't know what's appropriate for you. You need to figure that out for yourself. And finally, that brings us to the conclusion, which is the 10th wealth building principle, which is wealth is a lifestyle. And that sums it all up. 
those other nine things that I talked about, you don't do them in isolation. You don't just pick one or two that you like, or you don't just work on the ones that need the most improvement. You have to work on all nine of them. All nine of them together create the tenth, which is a lifestyle. Wealth is a lifestyle. It's like any healthy lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's not something you can do here, there, hit or miss, willy-nilly. You have to do it day in, day out. It takes time. It takes discipline. And all these things work together to support and enhance each other. So that when you're just first starting out, it's hard. You won't have a lot of money. You won't have a lot of wealth. And so consequently, you won't be creating products and services that people want to buy. You won't be enriching others. And so you won't become rich yourself. Not overnight. Not the first day. It's going to take you days and weeks and months and years and maybe even decades. But you know what? That's the path to success. It's not complicated. It's not hard. In fact, it's very easy. In some ways, it's downright simple. But it takes discipline. It takes time. And what you'll find is, is since these things work in harmony, in concert with each other, it becomes easier. You'll identify your talents you'll turn those into skills. Those skills will allow you to create products and services. Those products and services will enrich other people. With that money that you earn from providing those products and services, you'll have the discipline to save it. You won't go out and buy every little new gadget to impress people. You'll be happy with who you are and what you do, and so you'll save that money. And as you save that money, opportunities will come along. As you become smarter and wiser, you'll invest that money. And soon that money will be working for you. And one day, it'll make you more money than you earn by working for yourself. The end goal is not to have material things. It's not to have money. It's not to have wealth simply for the fact of having wealth. It's about freedom. Because when you're a free individual, you have the opportunity to magnify who you are, your unique purpose for being on this earth. And when you do that, when you do the things...